And welcome into the Barbershop 918. You're up in here with your man, Big Drew. Big Drew! <laughs> J-Rock! Boom! And the one and only Raw Dog. Alright, we got a jam-packed show for you today. Pack with jam, baby. And a little bit of jelly coming your way. We're gonna talk about. We told you just a minute ago what we're gonna talk about in our sound check. That's me. I don't know if you can hear. Thank you. <laughs> we got a lot it's of two Drews. <laughs> we got a lot of show coming your way, man. We're gonna get into a lot of NFL talk. Uh the Raiders out there. Just everything's just wholesale. It's just like the same way Chris does it for the Blue Magic. They just selling off all the pieces. Blue and gold, Amari Cooper, whatever the Raiders can give up. They just out there, just wholesale. So Everything's half price, baby. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that because Dallas Cowboy fans, they excited. They out there. Just just look at that. Look at the excitement on his face. They out there sea and everything. Yep. <laughs> So we're going to talk about that. We got, uh, let's see what else do we have outside of that. We're going to talk about the Hate You Give. Emotional movie made me cry multiple times. Man tears. Just oh, serious, wow. man. Yeah, so we're gonna, we got. That's beautiful, man. That's yeah. So, and the opposite of making me cry Woo! and what Raw Dog is making me want to do right now is spit and fight. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> Of course, because it, it a lot went down with that. So, matter of fact, we're going to get that started right now. But the oh, world... by the way, Halloween was a good movie. I want to talk about that later on. Okay, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah. Right now, it's time for the world-class Ratchet Report. And I don't really like putting class next to this because this isn't a It's corner. pretty... It, it, it don't fit. It's, it's, it don't fit. It's like so summertime. So, you said take the CL off of class? No class. <laughs> <the> Ratchet Report. <laughs> world Ash Report? Ah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's that blue magic, man. That's that blue magic stuff. I'm, that's they. Oh God, I did it again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Out, bro. This is the barbershop. We don't play that over here. Man. I got some of this blue and gold for sale. <laughs> man, <laughs> man, tipping that sausage. All right. So uh, no, I shouldn't have said that. My bad. Pause. You gotta say pause after that. Pause. My bad. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. So. The Lakers uh, take on the, the Houston Rockets, and it's a new rivalry. And a fight breaks out. Patrick Beverly's not involved. This is wow. Who knew? Who knew? He wasn't even he wasn't even in the crowd. So for me, with this particular story, I believe it all starts with you know with Brandon Ingram not having his feelings under control. Slenderman. Yeah. Yes, he is a superhero um, mm. of some sort. I don't know anybody pushed. Wants to punch Chris Paul in the mouth is somewhat of a hero to me. But, Jay, give us a rundown on, on how everything went. All right, Saturday night was the home opener for LeBron James with the Los Angeles Lakers that are playing the Rockets. Uh, it was a tight contest down. It was about three, four minutes left in the game, and there was that call on Brandon Ingram on, was it James Harding? Yep, James, James Harding. And, and he got mad, and then all of a sudden he just... Uh, push Charles him. Oakley. Charles Oakley pushed. It was a drunk. It was yeah, a it drunk was, push. Was a drunk push. <laughs> he drunk pushed. Was a drunk about the Charles Oakley push. <laughs> it was a drunk. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. Both hands. <laughs> and so yeah. while all this was going on, uh, Rondo and Chris Paul, they seem to have 
got nose to nose, and Chris Paul dug his finger into Rondo's so freshly Rondo saved face. At Chris. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. I saw it, man. We it's all good. saw the video, and it's still allegedly. He could have been talking for all we know. Well, you know, Rondo wears a mouthpiece. Coming out when you talk, man. That's a that was a lot of spit to be talking. Dude, spit I mean, come out. It. We we know Rondo's an alien, but he knows how to control his saliva, saliva, whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. He spit on him. I saw he, it. He allegedly spit on him, and then Chris Paul took his finger. And dug it in the Rondo's face. Yeah, he said, "Don't be spitting at me," and that's what had that's what started. Why else would CP3 put his finger in that alien's face? Why else would he do it? Because he's a dirty player. You know what, Jesse? Got to do with it. Jesse, we probably need you for this with all the fighting that was involved uh, with this particular. <laughs> now, I will say, Rondo got a nice left hook on him. Yeah. Yeah. Now that. Now that yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I guess Chris Paul thought that he was just gonna get away with just talking stuff and doing and just acting tough, and got for real stole on. I appreciate that. Like, and that's the way you put it. You can't really put. You can't use boxing terms. Oh, you gotta use hood terms. He got stole on. And yeah, I, but yeah. but then he hit Rondo back. He got, he hit Rondo back. He got him back. Not yeah. as hard. Not as hard as Rondo got him. Rondo got yeah. a clean shot. He did. He did. Yeah, he got a clean shot twice with the spit and with his fist. <laughs> but then Brandon Ingram, he comes in again. Dun, 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 dun. And wings in. Hey, yo, Brandon Ingram had a club punch. You know how the club punch, where you start way from back there, and you and you go, <laughs> and then you just hit, and you just hit him and run. That's what he did. He was at half court and somehow managed to punch this man. Like, and he was <laughs> stretch Armstrong. <laughs> No, I, I don't. Here's my thing on it, and it, and I try to put my feelings aside, and and take you that. Don't, you don't like CP3 for some reason. Him and Michael Jordan. Okay. Don't know what is. No, it ain't no for some reason. You're the only person on this planet that likes CP3. The only I didn't say one. I like you the you I definitely the only one in this group. I respect his game, you know. I don't even that. Like he's a dirty yeah, but player. You don't like Jordan either. So. That ain't, the Jordan thing. I'm keep moving past it. Jordan well, has something to do with CP3. Like Jordan's CP3 yeah. is a dirty. <laughs> he is a dirty player, dude. And if yeah, I guess you probably like dirty players. I don't know, but that that's. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you gonna go there, man? Do you like dirty players? Cause that's how how's do you like CP3? Like that's I didn't say I liked them. I just said CP3's been in the league for a long time. I respect his game. I, you know what? I respect him as a man. I respect him as a husband on the court. Exactly. I just don't like he him. Do dirty. Exactly. I don't what, what I'm saying is I respect him as a person, especially what he does with the players association. I don't respect his game. He's a dirty player, man. What does he do that's dirty? He's you always just, uh, let's go back to Wake Forest. He uh hit Julius Hodge in his uh testes yeah and he's he you can go to youtube and say chris paul's a dirty player you will find plenty of material man it ain't like i purposely looked it up this is a, this is well documented this dude hit people in the junk frequently he's not a good guy man he's always talking yeah and he talks a lot of stuff which i understand that's part of the game but he's a dirty player well rondo's not dirty rondo, rondo ain't, is, we ain't talking about rondo Rondo's here the... <laughs> we ain't talking he's about rondo eight, right because he's not from here Nobody has a head and a jawline like that and be alien. I mean, not be alien, bro. He's a he's a predator. I will say that Rondo... He just missing the dreads. That's it. 
Rondo is from the school of uh, the KG and Russell Westbrook. Like, if you're not on my team, I don't rock with you. And Rondo has not liked CP3 since he got into the league back in 06. So I think this this was just a long, you know, brewing rivalry that finally just hit its mark this past Saturday. Do you Literally. think the NBA? Do you think the NBA went was too soft with the uh, suspensions? Um, I think they were just right. I think they I, were just right. I think Brandon Ingram probably should have got a little bit more time. I think it should have been a nice seven game suspension, something that. For the club punch. Yeah, because I think what well, because he. One, the way he got in the ref's face after. Yep. So he yeah. he unnecessarily pushed Harden. That's a game. Getting in a ref's face. That's a game. You know, then hitting another player almost Kermit Washington style. You know, mm-hmm. like I think that's definitely like five games in itself. So how many did he get? Uh, four. Four. No, that's not enough. Yeah. That's so fine. I think his was was a little bit too. You know, and and here's the thing. Rondo's not admitting to spitting. He gave an explanation. And so I feel like Rondo's dealings, he hit first so I can see why he gets a game more than Chris Paul. So I get it. So I'm not upset about that. But I didn't see where they were going to punish Chris Paul uh, in, a, in a severe way. He just has too much clout and he's well too well loved around the, you know, around executive circles for I just knew he, was, he wasn't going to get any more than two games. Now here's the here's the added story I want. Written all in your 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 tone, you you just can't stand this guy. Okay, so (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna move past that and ask you guys the the the, a more a question that people been arguing about all week. LeBron walks away with his arm around Chris Paul. Where are you guys with that? Is that okay? Spraying, bro. Yeah, but no, but. And he was trying to calm yeah. CP3 down. Right. I mean, that's his boy. You know, he's like, hey, man, chill out. I don't want you getting in trouble. Now, yeah. will we be having this conversation if it was JaVale McGee holding Chris Paul back, putting his arm around uh, Chris Paul? And nobody would care because it's JaVale McGee. No, because it's, it's, it's almost it like... suspicious. It would be weird. People... I think I would have that discussion. <laughs> like, what's JaVale doing? <laughs> but it wouldn't be the same discussion. It wouldn't though. be the same tone, but it would be like, what? What is he doing? <laughs> No, but what What's I'm saying on? is is that everybody wanted LeBron to fight with the Lakers. And for one, if you are a basketball fan, you want to see the best product on the court. You didn't want to see Rondo and Chris Paul out there throwing punches. And so it seems like LeBron was damned if he do, damned if he don't. If he did, if he didn't yeah. hold back Chris Paul, then he should have been swinging, you know, hitting Harden or something like that. Even with Carmelo Anthony, like why he didn't do anything. I mean, Carmelo, he learned from. When he was with the Nuggets and he punched Mar- uh, Marty Collins, and he got a 15-game suspension for that. So it's yeah. almost like if you were at work, would you fight for one of your coworkers, or would you break up a fight? Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's that's the key factor. Like you said, LeBron was in a situation that no matter what he would have done, people would have questioned his character and his integrity as a man. They would have said, "Well, why come he you know hop in? Chris Paul's the is his uh, kid's godfather. He should have." Forget basketball, you know. Once the once the swing, they start swinging. This should have happened. To that so he played it the best way that he could. He followed his gut. But like I said, first three days after, that's all sports radio was about was questioning LeBron's integrity as a Laker. Does he really have his roommate, uh, his teammates back? People are all, you know, start making up, you know, like speculating. Will Rondo now be traded? Does this change the relationship in LA? between them. So I just wanted to throw that out there while we were already on the subject to see where you guys uh, go with it. 
Hey, just to let y'all know, uh, we got a, a, an update from Mr. Jesse of We Need Jesse fame. Apparently, HBO is ending their boxing content. Yeah, Drew just mentioned that like five minutes ago. Brought on don't pay attention to me. No, he didn't. He's busy. Yes, he He's did. busy accusing me of Jordan hating when I ain't mentioned Jordan. Say, when did he say that? Just reminding. Let, let's. You just, were you were you kept talking when he said Jesse. Oh, we need Jesse for this segment because this is a lot of fighting going on. If I was talking while he was talking, how am I gonna listen? I can't do both at the same time. I love because it. you were you were you really <laughs> were saying. You know, Drew is a hater because Chris Paul wears Jordans and everything. Just shut up. That was Jay's line. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. All right, so let's move on out of the Ratchet Report. And now, here's time. Here's the time when we all got to just... I got to take one headphone off because I can't get it all this glory in my ear one time. He got... Oh, come on, man. Oh, I've been waiting on this. It's been... Drew, your, your voice is shaking, man. I went Terrence Howard, man. (laughs) I should have been Iron Man. All right. So this is the part. This is the best part. This is time for Raw Dog to give us the world-class word on the street. Word on the street. It's a sweet word. (sighs) You can take the rest of the show off. I was, I was waiting for you to say that, too. All I see is leather jacket. <laughs> it's cold outside, man. Is it? <laughs> hey, did I tell you about the guy who tried to uh, uh, give me his leather jacket and $50 for my Langston uh, uh, jacket the other day? How old was he? Oh, when you posted that, I assumed that he didn't have the money for the blue and gold that you had sold him, and he was trying to <laughs> offer you. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your leather jacket. <laughs> oh God, we could have been a step. We could have been big, big brother, little brother with our leather jackets on, man. You should have took it. Oh hey, man. When you turn forty-five, they issue it out to you. You have to wear a leather jacket. Sorry, <laughs> that's the way it is, man. I believe that to be a truth. I do. It's the truth. Bro. I can't wait till I get mine. It's- man, we're gonna have a ceremony, sir. <laughs> All right, Jay. <laughs> Hit him with the music, baby. All right, music news for the week. Uh, coming in, number 10, Eminem Kamikaze. Number 9 is Post Malone, Beer Bongs. Number 8 is Travis Scott, Astro World. <laughs> number 6 is Drake, Scorpion. Uh, debuting at number 5 is Ella Mae with her self-titled album, Ella Mae. Number Ooh, 4, yep, and Trippin'. Uh, number 4, Little Baby and Gunna, Drip Harder. Number 3 is uh, Little Wayne with the Carter 5. Number 2 is... Raw Dog's favorite rapper from the Migos, Quavo with Quavo Hancho. What does that the mean? Number one. What does look Quavo it up. Mean? I gotta look it up now. I don't know. I ain't, I ain't that interested. Ask little Raw Dog. He'll tell you. And coming in at number one for a second straight week is Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper with "A Star Is Born." And that's all I have for look the music. Look how ghetto Drew is right now. Can we just see? Can we just look at how ghetto Drew is right now? What? I should have brought my cup of ice up there. He came there with a big old jug of water. He could have put that in a glass or something and a coffee mug like they do on the TV, like David Letterman. You got a big old jug sitting out there. Oh, I see. This is just pick on Drew Day. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Who does that, man? It wasn't me, Drew. Don't come every, to my car. Every last single one of us at some point during this show, that's who does it. We are semi-professional. I a coffee mug, man. 
I got a coffee mug full of Diet Pepsi. I was saying do not drink coffee at all, but you got coffee mugs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, man, whatever. So, uh, is that all, Jay? Yeah, let's move on to the movie news. All right. Box office chumps for the week, baby. Uh, number five, we got First Man. That's the astronaut movie about uh, John, was it John Glenn? Yeah, John Glenn, yeah. Glenn. That's a number five. At number four is Goop, ah, Goosebumps 2, on Halloween. You said he was going to take your uh, boy to see that, Drew. Did you ever? You know. You never got around to it? Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> At number three uh, is the former number one from last week is Venom. Still making money. I made uh, 18 mil last year. I mean, last week. At number two, still at number two, A Star is Born made 19 mil. And at number one, with 77 mil, Halloween. What? Yeah. Now, The Hate You Give uh, ended up at number six. Man, I thought you was going to say The Hate You Give, man. Keep in mind, last week it was number nine, so it's going up. Yeah. Being released. How much money did it make this week? Seven mil. 7.5. Seven I'm guessing. Okay. I'm guessing. Seven five. That's real close. Seven point six. That's real close. So yeah, hey. it's going up. So it, it, the more it gets in theaters, the, but I tell you what, Night School is still in the top ten. Really? It's at number eight. I can't wait to go to the dollar movies to see that. <laughs> is, do they? Do we still have dollar movies? I know we don't. Do we have them here anymore? Uh. <laughs> We still got the Sand Springs movie theater. That's dollar movie? That's no. not a dollar movie. This is That's movie first one. It's just nasty. It's dollar movie quality, but you this still got to pay AMC prices. Yo, man, I used to love the dollar movie. I went in there with a Big Mac one time, and they didn't even say nothing. Yeah, you can literally have the bag in your hand. Like, you don't have to hide it. You don't got to have your leather coat on in the summer. You know, you could just be in there like... You be eating fries, offering one as you paying for it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I missed the I missed the dollar movie. What's up, Clarence? <laughs> Get you right now. Ain't nothing but a thing. Up. And the thing is, you've seen the same dollar movie over and over again. Now you know like all the uh, quotes from the movie. But I don't know how many times we saw the principal at Fontana. Remember the movie, my, the principal with, with my Jim? My God, you yeah. was back. <laughs> yeah. They played that movie. That movie was like on the run forever, and we knew all of the lines of that movie. Did you know? Eddie, the uh, Michael Wright, the guy yes. from Eddie Can, he, he was in it. The, the drug dealer, <laughs> and he played a heck of a drug dealer because he looked like a crackhead back then. Of course, he's stereotyped. It's a tight cast. It was a. He played a great role. You know, it was. A, it's a. That's a good B movie classic. Is the principal. I ain't never seen it. it before, man. I'm gonna check it oh, out. Wow, oh, you, you gotta, gotta watch it, dude. You gotta check it out, man. It's probably one of the movies I didn't seen before, but didn't know the name of it. Yeah, you know, one of those yeah. type of things. Because the way I'm talking about it, I, it sounds familiar. The dialogue is terrible, but it, and it's funny when it's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, but it's a great B movie classic. So check it out. I'm sure it's on Netflix or something. All right. So you um, went to go see. Uh, I never mind. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about Halloween before we get into what's coming out next. Well, I tell you what, I I had very low expectations because most of the Halloween movies suck, except for the very first one. 
But this movie takes place right after the first one. They didn't. They even did away with Halloween 2, which came out like in 1982. And uh, this movie is very well written for a Halloween movie. It's well written. It's more suspenseful than uh, scary. And it's brutal. Like, the kills are brutal. I guess they had to be since it's 2018. But they show Michael as an older guy. When they, when they first show him, he's aged and so has Jamie Lee Curtis but the way that they uh, uh, showed Jamie Lee Curtis plus the relationship with her daughter and her granddaughter and the way it all came to a conclusion it is a very well written horror movie man so I give props to the guys that wrote it and directed and it's going to be a sequel based on how it ended so very good movie that's why it's at number one yeah man I, yeah when I went to the movie theater everybody was going in uh was going in to see that Saturday yeah. night. That was. It's not scary. It's suspenseful more than anything. Very suspenseful movie. A lot of times where it's just quiet and you know you're like, okay, what's gonna happen next? Uh, they have little bits and pieces of the other movies, little uh, gems. You know how like the Avenger movies do? They have little gems here and there. Um, they have those uh, in the uh, in the, in this in this one too. It's just very well written, man. Good. You want to see a good, 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 decent horror flick? This is the one to see. Good. Um, with the hate you give, man, we we really, my like I said, my family went through the book together. Um, we all listened to the audio book and actually have a physical copy too. And we we're fans of the book. The movie did an excellent job, and the, the lady who wrote the screenplay, who actually rewrote the, you know, wrote it for for the movie, she passed away, like, two weeks ago of cancer, and she wow. she did a wow. really, really excellent job. Um, you talking about, you know, going out, you know, like, that's the last thing you do before you go, she did a great job, she changed things perfectly, and, and to be honest with you, the subtle changes that, which I don't really want to give up too much of it, but some of the subtle changes that they did do that differs from the book, I can actually appreciate. Uh, it deferred just a little bit away from like the ultimate message at the end of, of, of like Pac's definition of the hate you give, um, mm. which was a very positive, but it, it was very positive and really perfect for uh, for the category that it's in because people put it in a teen drama category. so. I think it's a it's a movie that if you have young adults in your life, it's necessary for them to see. And I feel like whether you're a, a police officer, whether you are a person who just you're just if you're black in general, it's the perfect movie for you to go see and have this dialogue. I feel like white people and black people alike. I don't care whether you're a cop, not a cop, whatever your political affiliation is. This is a movie that brings this that can stimulate good dialogue about a serious subject matter that people continue to die to duck and dodge. So I appreciate it. I think it's Oscar worthy. Mm. Wow. I, I agree with you on that, Drew. And like I said, it was it was it was a great movie. And like you said, I had grown man tears as well because it was just a great it was a great cast for the movie. The young lady who played Star and then a father. Russell then, Hornsby you know, did a excellent job. Yes. Beyond what we He's the cold black actor, you know, but he... He's very underrated, sir. <laughs> went to the next level in this, man. What was, what was the show that he was on on ESPN? He was the running back, the old running he back. He was, yes. Of, and Omar uh, Gooden was taking his spot, but he was on cocaine. 
Yeah. I can't think of the name of the show, but yeah, that's where I remember Russell Hornsby from. But yeah, it was uh, Anthony Mackie also, you know, playing the villain in the movie as well. It was, it was a good movie. So if you haven't seen The Hate You Give, go watch it again. I, I, I got to get the book this weekend from the library. I know I should have read the book first, but I got to read it now, you know, after watching the movie. It was a, it was a great movie. And the good thing is about the book to the, like, now you get a chance to see the subtle differences and you'll have a uh, thrill. It makes the book more sus uh, suspenseful. So there are two key characters that were cut, not key, but they cut out one key character out of the whole movie. I mean, like, from book to movie. Uh, and I think there's a total of maybe three characters and three big scenes from the book that just did not make the movie, which was great because it, it helped the movie flow. So that's uh, our recommendations, uh, you know, our recommendation. What else we got coming out this week, though, Raw Dog? We got, uh, you know, it's Slim Pickens this week, man. The only movie worth mentioning is a movie called Hunter Killer. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen commercials about this, but this has Gerard Butler. Uh, it has Common with no facial hair, which is kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> Kobe after the wait. Yeah, this is about uh, an American submarine on the hunt uh, because they got a distress call uh, to discover a secret Russian coup is on the offing, threatening to dismantle the world order. And uh, now the, the captain of this ship has to assemble a elite group of Navy SEALs to, to rescue the kidnapped Russian president and sneak through enemy waters to stop World War III. So it's one of those kind of movies, you know, uh, submarine, kind of like the hunt for Red October. Um, that's really the only thing that's coming out this week, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a slow week. You would think with Halloween right around the corner, there'd be a lot more scary movies, but I don't think folks are doing that anymore, man. They're not putting out scary movies like they were back in the day. I think so, Halloween's so Halloween would be number one again. Hey, man, what's up with your dog? Yeah, How come every time I talk, he got something to say? <laughs> he don't like scary movies. Man, shut your dog up, man. <laughs> Check your dog, man. We live, so we just got to keep going. We got to be professional. Oh, man, you can go check your dog. Right. Slap, or whatever you got to do. All right, Mike Vick. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, that's part of it. So, <laughs> in television, and we don't have to talk about this long because I don't know if you guys saw, but in television, Rail did his Halloween episode. I saw uh, it. And it wasn't as funny, like ha ha funny, but he made he expressed some really good points. They yeah. hit yeah, they hit on some of the stuff we just talked about, like how you said the principal's just a good B movie. Mm -hmm. Black people need the right, you know, like deserve the right to just make alright movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything don't have to be so momentous and yeah and and big and epic. Sometimes they can, you know, black folks can make jacked up movies. That's why we have cold black. And Pootie Tang and Soul Plane. Pootie Tang is awfully good. That that's I mean, all, it's so awful is good. Yeah. I mean, Sadate, man, come on. Slap yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Pull I, me down on the runny con, man. That's just that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, make sure you check out Rail uh, in your free time this week. Uh, but on Netflix, man, they've got season two of Hip Hop Evolution. Uh, we'll talk about it over the next four weeks because it's four episodes. Uh, they went to the South uh, on this set, on, on the first episode of season two. And uh, and they did it in the right way. Like, that, it showed the right amount of respect. Because when mm -hmm. you say the South, 
a lot of times depending on what region of the south you're from you may have your preference and say you got to go to houston but they went to miami first and stop get it get it <laughs> and i want to rock i want to rock <laughs> if when, without loop there would be no rap period right now like the way that we know it so mm -hmm. and, and he you know what he did by fighting that court case was a big thing so they talk about that and just the ability to be able to express yourself even if it's even you know and i think here's the funny thing i do i agree 100 percent with, with luke's lyrics no but i absolutely think that you, you can't shut that down though he's got a freedom of speech he's an american yeah and so um i'm glad that they talked about that and then they go over to Houston and talk about the Ghetto Boys and how it formed. And so that was that was big for me because I feel like that's one of the most underrated groups. And I feel like one of the most disrespected and underrated uh, groups of all time. Because people really, I mean, everybody respect Face and though Face was, was good. But to be honest with you, Willie wasn't bad either, man. Like he, he had his... He had some stuff every now and then, so keep looking over my shoulder and peep around cones. <laughs> so, my mind's playing tricks on me. Didn't even rhyme. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say he was a great MC. <laughs> he had some stuff. <laughs> but I think, I think the Bushwick Bill was such a novelty. It took away from that how too. good that yeah. group really was. I think that's what kind of hurt him. Yeah. And yeah, and that's 100%. And so the process of even forming the group, there were other people in the group, and they just really stopped on the most talented that they had. There were other people in Houston at some point that made up the Ghetto Boys. So, Big Mike? Yeah, now. Big Mike, Big Mike yeah. yeah. I remember when he was, yeah. Dang, dang it feels good to be a gangster. Yeah. yeah. So Ghetto Boys are very underrated, man. Yeah. Very underrated. And so, yeah, they talked about one of my favorite parts when they talk about how the ghetto boys went up to new york and got booed and then a year later my mom playing tricks mm -hmm. on me was out and they packed out uh madison square garden it's like that's crazy like the ghetto boys houston packed out new york like that was um that was a good time for hip-hop you know what i'm saying that's like beautiful. yeah that's a that was a beautiful thing and of course uh they talked to pimp uh they talked to ugk um be, yeah, and I think, you know, talking about Pimp C, you know, like in his background and where he kind of came from and showing how he understood music. And he was a lot more than just, uh, you know, like he was he was more than just that. He had one of the best cadence and just deliveries, just period. And he, he told his story masterfully. I don't think he's the best storyteller in the South. I actually think A-Ball is. But mm -hmm. to be honest with you, his voice and then fly everything that he puts into the craft of storytelling. He is, he is probably one of the best uh, storytellers. Period. So I love that they they paid attention to that and they they actually celebrated it. So uh, Jay, what was your thoughts on it, man? Uh, from the, the first episode, uh, it really I like I really liked it because you know the whole thing with Miami and Luke. You know, I didn't know that they had that big of an impact. I knew about the whole thing with the parental uh, sticker and everything, and they did ban in the USA. But the impact that Two Live Crew had on music, you know, is really much documented on that. And then even with the Ghetto Boys, like seeing how the year before that they, they they couldn't pack out a arena and they got booed, and then they sold out uh, Madison Square Garden. 
But, you know, like, it gives you, like, for people who are not historians of rap, you know, who think that the Ghetto Boys was just uh, Willie D, Bushwick Bill, and Scarface, it's, like you said, it shows you all of the different, you know, combinations they had of it. But, you know, the UGK part, like, I didn't even know DJ DMD, you know, was down with him. I just, like, first thing I thought about was 25 lighters on my dresser when I seen him. Or 25 Bibles but, now. Oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> no. But oh. 25 lighters was the first thing I thought about when I seen it. But uh, just to... Uh, just to see how uh, Pimp C, <laughs> just to see how Pimp C was uh, portrayed, because you know most people, you know, he thinks he's a pimp and everything, but you know, just to hear everybody say, you know, he was the most musical of the members of the group and everything, and you know, that was like the first time I seen Bun B break down. And like I always said, over all these years, you know, Bun B died in 07. You know, I'm always like, yeah, I mean, Pimp C when he died in 07, I was, I was like, man. You know, Bun B has been, you know, one of the strongest people, like, you know, and that was like the first time I seen him break down because he really missed his guy because, you know, a lot of people don't give UGK credit. Like, when you think about the South in, uh, in groups, you think about Outkast, A-Ball and MJG, Goody Mob, and, you know, you don't think about UGK. So, you know, just to see them, like, shed light on that, it made me happy. Pocket full of stones! Yeah, that was... <laughs> One of the best albums, one of my favorites. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we definitely recommend you guys go out there and you watch Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. What else we got television wise or Netflix that we want to discuss? I know we said we wanted to talk about Luke Cage being canceled. How disappointed are you, Raw Dog, that Luke Cage isn't coming back for season three? I'm terribly disappointed that it, that it's not coming back. From what I've heard, it's not because it didn't do well. It's 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 not because it doesn't have a following in the black community. It definitely has a following. It has a almost a New York undercover following in the black community. You know what I'm saying? It's basically negotiations broke down. You know, as far as how much money they wanted to spend on the series, how much they were gonna pay uh, the dude that plays Luke Cage. Netflix just, I mean, each, I guess from season two and season one, the uh, budget kind of blew up. You know what I mean? So season three, it was like, I guess Netflix just cashed out, man. And that is the worst reason for a show not to come back. So I hope somehow uh, Luke Cage comes back in some other format, maybe streaming on Hulu or I know Marvel's putting together some type of streaming thing themselves. Right. right. I hope it comes back in some form or fashion because they can't end it the way they end it and leave it like that, man. Yeah. My hope is that it, it, at a at a bare minimum that they would at least come back with Power Man and, and uh, like Iron Fist and Power Man, you know, like because they did. They also you notice how we didn't really care too much the week before when they they canceled Iron Fist. It was like yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's life, you know. Like, but you know, so that's the hope, man, is that we we get a chance to see it come back at some point, but. Yeah, I was greatly disappointed, but I won't be surprised that, you know, Daredevil might might not come back again. And, um, you know, all of them eventually will just be off of there and be on their own platform eventually. So I'm not overly surprised, just disappointed because it left us in a point where it was like Luke was turning this corner and it's like, let us see. Let's see yeah. what's going to happen. But it's kind of a good stopping point, too, to be honest with you. So. Netflix does this, man. You know, they they are they're all into their metrics, man. And 
it don't take much for them to cancel a series, you know, as opposed to maybe uh, a major network who will try to uh, squeeze out as much money as they can out of a show if it's making money, even if it's way past its its uh, its prime. Netflix ain't gonna do that because uh, they get ready to. I think this is the last season of uh, Orange Is the New Black. They getting ready to. Yeah, play. this is the last one. Yep. You know, but at least they're giving that one the chance to wrap up. You know what I mean? As opposed to just canceling right outright. Netflix is notorious for that, man. You know. Yeah. J Rock, you got a question uh, coming through, man. Go check that out and get and let's get an answer here in a minute. So we got anything oh. else? Uh, television. <laughs> We got anything else going on in the world of TV? I don't think so. Let's move. Let's move forward. Jake, let's go ahead and answer that question you got. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. I don't watch that show. I don't watch Luke Cage. Which is the best? Uh, cable or direct TV? <laughs> I seriously want to know. Di- oh, direct TV. Why? Why is it? Is it cheaper? Yep. It's cheaper. You know, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you need to get it? Because they don't have the satellites anymore. What do you need? They do have them. The big giant things. Out- it's, it's it's not the big ones. They the satellites have. They've made smaller uh, satellites now. And but can't you can't they stream now? Don't you get like yeah? You have like a they, there's a thing yeah, called just, Direct Now. The Direct Now app is the that's same. what I'm talking yeah. about. Direct yeah. Now. So you have to get a Roku for each of your TVs in order to do that, right? Yep. Or <laughs> or something that or, would have that has that though. Yeah. Or if you know somebody, you can use their direct now. No, I don't know nobody like that, man. <laughs> I wouldn't dare do anything like that. That's I'm an honest man. Or you can just fi- or you can just fire stick it up. I'm s i am I gotta do something because cable is ridiculous. Cable costs way too much. It is. It's ridiculous. So the cable the cable in our area is Suge Knight. And we are is. the first Snoop Dogg contract. No, we're, that's we're how they vanilla ice. Yo, we vanilla ice. They're hanging us over the uh, <laughs> 13th floor of a hotel every month. I thought y'all would have said y'all Danny boy, but let's let's no. move on. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to move on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> all right, man. So let's get into uh let's get into a little bit of football talk, man. You ready for that, Jay? Yeah, man, I'm I'm ready for it, man. <laughs> you want to talk? You should be happy, Jay. I don't know why you. All right, uh, this week in the NFL, uh, all three of our teams played. Uh, Raw dog, your Bears played the Patriots. How did that turn out for you? Well, what do you? How do you think it turned out? It's the Patriots, man. We actually could have won. We actually yes could have won that game. But Trubisky, what's his name? Trubisky, Trubisky. Trubisky. He. It's an emphasis on the B. Hot dog water garbage, man. He just panics. And he threw like three interceptions within 10 minutes, man. And we was there. We were right there with them, dude. We were right there. Now, I'll give the Patriots credit. They definitely neutralized Khalil. Uh, uh, Yeah, Khalil. Khalil Mack, yep. They totally neutralized him. He was inefficient. And plus, I think he's... something's, Something's going on with his ankle or something. So he's not 100%. Uh, but even then, we still hung with them until like the the end of, the end of the third part of the fourth quarter, and that's when he started. Uh, Trubisky just started taking chances, and you can't do that with New England's defense, man. You got to stay the course, and whatever whatever was working for you, keep doing it. 
he didn't do that. And that's how we lost the game, 38-31. I think what's really interesting about... Uh... <laughs> I thought we were, too. But we're supposed to be protesting the NFL, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> did somebody say that? Yeah. yeah. But, so... Nah, my whole thing with, with New England is it shows that Tom Brady... I think Tom Brady is really starting to show and the team is starting to show that they're where. Because you notice this, even though they won these last two games, both the Kansas City game and mm-hmm. those were games that they were just one play. It was literally just luck of the draw that stopped them from losing. So I don't yeah. I don't see that same kind of magic being alive in the playoffs for them. I, I think it's going to run its course and we're seeing the end of a, of a dynasty, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Uh, they're the, not they're not as uh, impenetrable as they used to be, man. Mm-hmm. So here you go again. <laughs> so, so basically, with the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel like it was a pretty good game. Uh, it was it was. I, if I'm, it's hard to watch as a person who never wants to say that a black man should lose his job. Never want to say that, right? <laughs> but Marvin Lewis may need to lose his job, man, or at least like get demoted, a transfer departments, like something. He got some tape on somebody, man. It's it's he time. He got something on the Brown family. He got yeah. something on the Brown family. It's time, man. Just let it go. Like at some point, even he should step up and be like, all right. I'm done here. I've done enough. You know, like, it, it's it's bad, man. But Andy Dalton, yeah, the team has just run its course. Like, the the talent just wasn't there. Even though, the, you know, even though they were in a position where they, they started off the season pretty well, I just don't think Cincinnati's talent is there. And so Kansas City showed up. Uh, Kansas City's offense showed up and did what it was supposed to do. So it's sort of like one of those, I'm not surprised, the defense – Played a little bit better, but then on the same token, look at the opponent. And so, I'm not uh, I'm not overly impressed with the defense. I am just ready for us to, you know, to keep it moving. You know. Hey, shout out to my cousin Sonia, who's uh, commenting on uh, the show right now. That's my cousin. <laughs> uh, actually, my boy. I'm yeah, my... Big Mike. I'm assuming it's Big Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. It's Mike. Cause it says Angela Mitchell Brown, but it's Big Mike. Yeah, he's under, up, my, Mike? He's, a, he's Mike? under my cousin Angela's What's page. Up, Mike? Why you don't have your own Facebook page, Mike? I'm just gonna ask you that. Now, listen, listen. I don't know Mike, and I ain't trying to be offensive. But usually, when you real hood, that is typically when you just like, man, I ain't doing this Facebook thing. But you'll use your wife. <laughs> and when you well, too, he, he too gangster to support. Hey, that might be Mike. That might be him. But he had a good question about Dez. Did y'all read it? Do y'all think if Dez don't get on the team, it's over? No, he's just uh, Dez. He won't. He he's like Allen Iverson when he was with the Memphis Grizzlies. He still thinks that he's a top tier wide receiver, and he's not. He's that's not. the reason why he's not getting that money offer that he's looking for. Because that's what he's looking for. He's looking for guaranteed money. So he didn't. Nobody's gonna give it to him. So he didn't catch the ball, huh? He caught the dang ball. Nah. You just said he wasn't a top tier wide receiver. So he obviously didn't catch the ball. Yeah. So you can't say one thing and the other, Jay. You can't say them both, sir. That was it was three years ago. Romo was his quarterback when he was who? Romo? That makes a difference. 
Yes. Romo and Prescott are two different quarterbacks. Really now? Somebody it's always been like, no, go go watch the tape. Watch the tape. I've always supported Tony, and you know it. I've always supported Tony. That's his quarterback, man. That's you my quarterback, Dak. man. You was all on on uh, the Dak. Uh, nah, nah, no, no. All nope, on nope, the bandwagon when Dak came. Nope, nope, nope. Now nope, you're the guy. No, I didn't say that. I said I never wanted Romo. I said it's it's written all over your face. You ain't gotta you say, don't a have to say a word. Say a word. If I had some powder right now, I'm slapping you. I, you know I was a Romo fan. But let's go right into Cowboy talk. Uh, the Cowboys they lost to the Redskins, twenty to seventeen. Uh, they're three and four on the season, three and zero at home, zero and four on the road. Uh, they just couldn't get it going. How did they lose that game? They that, they should have won that game. They couldn't get it going on offense, and that's been a problem all season on the road. They, third downs. How does Cole Beasley go from having a monster game against the Jaguars to being not used into the fourth quarter against the Redskins? And, you know, it's always been, for years with the Cowboys, it's always been the defense has been the issue. But the defense has been playing lights out this year. They held the Redskins to two red zone field goals. And the Cowboys, they they brought it down. They uh Got down to the 42-yard line. They couldn't kick a field goal. But the game after, they traded for Amari Cooper. They traded a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. Now, why does that not excite you as it would have been maybe two or three years ago? Okay, because Amari Cooper is the same player as Des Bryant. Yeah, but he's a number one. He's a real number one. And and I think he may, because he he's not tainted here, maybe he comes in and he leads. Maybe he's going to be a real leader in the receiving core and bring some of that Raiders magic. <laughs> some of that real that Raiders magic over to the Cowboys. Y'all need that. Y'all need it. Raiders magic. You think about it. Raiders magic with, with the Cowboys colors is blue magic. <laughs> hmm? You gotta well, be thinking. It is a stretch. It is a stretch. <laughs> I don't know why you're not as excited. You should be more excited than this, Jay. No, it's like I said, uh, Cooper has battled injuries, and this is also a contract year because he's going to be wanting a big contract, especially if he, in these he, last nine games... He's going to play he, his butt off then, right? Well, he, he has a concussion right now, so and the Cowboys have a bye week, so he wanted to play until November 5th, so that gives him and Dak time to, you know, dissect the, the playbook and everything and get uh, friendly with each other. Because I feel like if he, if he can come in and produce like he did two years ago with the Raiders, Cowboys have a good offense and they can um they can do some things because the so, NFC East is terrible right now. So can the Cowboys are the Cowboys going to the playoffs now? Was this the key piece that was missing? Why do we do this every year? Why do we do this every year? I just want to know. know. What I'm gonna say. You know what I'm going to say. I, I'm curious. What are you going to say? I, uh, every year that we've been on this show, I've, uh, oh, God. They going to the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> they going to the Super Bowl? No, uh, God, man. <laughs> Whew, man, it's getting hot in here. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win the dang division, and they're going to make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, I said it. I said it, yes. Amari Cheers Cooper to you, sir. Piece, just like Matt Castle was the key piece I two want years, show, three years ago. <laughs> I want this show bronzed. So we can go right back to it in December, January time. That's so beautiful. So I can film it in Jay's face. That is beautiful. You want to crown him? Sh- crown him. Shout <laughs> real quick because I was going through the comment section. Shout out to my to my boy uh, Jay Tay, not Jay like Jay. He actually ate salad. 
and this is a big thing. It's an inside thing. So Brusty out kind of clueless on this. Hey, I think it's beautiful. The man ate salad and he didn't put ranch all over it. J-Rock, I'm looking that's, at you this that's time. That's not a salad if ranch ain't on it. But I don't get it. Are you serious? You just ate this straight green greenery? Just straight lettuce? I, I, are you serious? You don't eat? You eat salad Try without... Dressing? I mean, you 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 eating salad without ranch. You eat salad, raw dog. You, I wouldn't dare eat a salad without no ranch dressing. What? It's not a salad without ranch dressing. What about Italian dressing? Yeah, I might I might pull that off, Italian dressing. It's gotta be something on there. Or else it ain't a salad. Yeah, I'm not clear possible. I can't eat a straight up just bare salad with no dressing on it, man. I gotta have something on it. Gotta have some flavor, dude. You say you ain't clear possible, huh? <laughs> Remember they gave me that big bowl of nothing but just lettuce? I was like, my God. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about the uh, the car- the guy who played Cliff Huxtable anymore. You know, he's doing time. He need to hold his head. Get in the screen, in Jay. The soap. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, look like you taking a, a senior picture, man? <laughs> he was. <laughs> Why you always hating, man? <laughs> he just <laughs> leaning up against it. <laughs> you look like your little son. <laughs> Who's in jail now? Wasn't the doctor? Yeah. <laughs> you you better leave Malachi alone, man. I talked to him the other night, man. <laughs> oh man, senior picture poses. All right. All right. All right. So we've talked NFL. Now it's time for us to talk. Oh God, our least favorite thing. Oh. Mm. The Thunder are 0-3. We are winless, sir. Winless. We yeah. stink. Without wins. But yet, I, who wants to I start? Yeah, feel, I still feel confident. I don't know why. I I do, but because it's the beginning of the season, and I get it. But I feel like this on three start says to me like, "Yo, enjoy your team this year because they may not be a, a contender for the finals." Mm. That's a, that's what it made me feel like. Like the talent is there, but it made me feel like, "Yo, this is a building year." And you know what made me feel that way? Paul George. He just didn't seem aggressive in those games enough to where the point where I was like, come on, man. Like, it's that last preseason game had us thinking he was a potential MVP candidate, some of us. And then he gets into the first three games. No, I'm telling the truth. And then he gets into the first three games, and it's just like, come on, man. He, it was a disappearing act. Isn't that a Wesley well, Snipes movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, Wesley. yes. <laughs> It's not Lathan. Lathan, yeah. He was a loser in that movie. <laughs> Based on Terry McMillan's book, who also wrote Wait Next Hell. All right. And how Stella got her groove back, right? There you go. See, we we educated brothers, don't mm-hmm. we? read don't more than saying books. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't a brother from How Somebody Stella got her groove back? <laughs> I got the video. I'll read it. <laughs> who read oh. same books? Oh. Don't stop making that. <laughs> bro. You know better. <laughs> So anyway, I, <laughs> I I still feel I still have a good feeling about the Thunder. I just feel like the pieces are there; they just don't have them in the right place. I yeah. still think our coach is lacking. I still yeah. think he's. People are coming back to that. They're saying like you've got a talented bench, you've got two star players, you've got one of the most solid centers in the league. So we're good, really. To be honest with you, in uh, and Pete the Puma's absence, offensively, we're in the best place that we could potentially be in. 
Defensively, we're not as good as when Pete's in the game, right? I get that. But for the most part, the I like this rookie is playing with the excitement that we absolutely need. Now, I love him, and Tulsa may not like me saying this, but Terrence Ferguson need to go play for the Blue for a little while. Yes. And yes. I ain't hating, but it's just he's not playing with confidence. And so I'm saying, like, give it a few more games, and maybe he can figure some out. But he didn't look good in the preseason, and he hasn't looked good in these first few games. I think he played, you know, 20-something minutes, no points, and just no rebound. Like, it's a it's a, it's a timidity to his game right now, and it has to go away, man. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't touch the ball in that game against the Warriors. It was just like he was just out there taking up space. And that's the thing right there that I dislike about Billy Donovan. He's just like Scott Brooks, is that he's kind of like when he picks somebody to, like, start or, you know, somebody that's in the rotation – a la uh, Kyle Singler, he doesn't let go. And right now, you know, Ferguson, he does, he just doesn't look good out there. Diallo has the college experience. You know, Ferguson just, he went overseas, but he didn't really get like that experience that Diallo and Deontay Burton, you know, who I like a lot. He's gonna, I think he's going to be my favorite player this year if they sign him uh, from the two-way contract and let him play more. You know, they, uh, you know, we're missing Pete Puma right now a lot. How did we lose for the second time to the Kings in, at home in franchise history? And they they didn't even play Zach Randolph. They played a bunch of young boys. They put up 128 points on us. Yeah. That's sad. You man, don't I'm lose to the Kings. That's the I'm problem. Yeah. Puma being injured. This boy need to drink some milk, man. What's going on with this guy? Well, think about it. Do you want to rush him back now? Or do you want to just let him be 100% and he could be available for us down the stretch? Cause... I'm going to stop being injured, man. Well, he had an injury that's a year-long injury and not yes. a season-long injury. But they described it to us like he would be gone for the remainder of the season and didn't really say, yo, he has a 12-month injury. And that's usually what people, you know, that, that is one of those year-long injuries. And, hey, it's a total different sport. But I feel the same way about the, the Chiefs' Eric Berry. Just you know, sometimes when you got a player that's just out like that, you should feel that way about Sean Lee, like uh, for the Cowboys. He's hurt every week. He is. <laughs> Everybody is always that one player. He's important. He's an important part for your team. But it's just like, man, can you get on the actual field or court? And that's what... just stealing money, man. Just stealing it. Yeah. I mean, so... in the, in the West right now, also the Lakers, they haven't won a game yet, so it's gonna be a dogfight in the West this season. Because every game is going to mean something. Nobody's going to lay down and get beat up in the West this season. Okay, so we make the playoffs still? Yes. It's just just one week into the season. I mean, they play Boston tomorrow, who's supposed to be the favorite to come out the East. It's 82 games, man. We've lost. (laughs) Okay, Drew. My God. (laughs) I mean, but that's how ridiculous it gets. People be like, I don't know, because it's such a tight fight. But Denver's playing well, like we said they would. They, you know, things are shaping out. And here's the thing I would say about the Lakers 0-3. Their 0-3 is a lot better than our 0-3. And the only reason I say this is because they played all three of their games just about really tight. And so I kind of feel like we got a lot of improvement, uh, improving to do. But as soon as Russ getting stride, like really, really is out there, Russ is, like I said, he's always good for a couple of victories, man. Just off, Just on his back alone, just... That's what Russ do for you. So now, now Drew, going back to Lakers, do you really? They haven't looked. They've been close, but the Lakers got issues. They got issues, but I don't think that they're as bad off as. Uh, I don't think that they're as bad off 
as people say, just because of the LeBron factor. Like, I honestly do believe that he will, you know, get them to the point of mediocrity. Uh, they're playing ball right now. They're not, they're not playing NBA ball. They're playing a lot of street ball. And it's entertaining to watch, but it doesn't well, win games. I'll put you like this. They are playing, I feel like they're playing a brand of NBA ball that their talent doesn't match. I feel like Luke Walton is running the system that he learned from Steve Kerr, but the talent isn't there yet. So in other words, if they learn to just reverse it, they and just if they just do a crisscross, like everybody is shooting threes, you're not a three-point shooting team. So LA needs to back off of it and figure out what works best for the talent that they have. Or, you know, yeah, that's just pretty much it. But they are running a system. It's not like it's just a free-for-all, especially, honestly, when Rondo is in there, they're really running a system. It's just a matter of it's not the talent. It's just the talent, just the depth of talent just isn't there because it's a young base. Now, I just so happen to have seen all almost all the Lakers games. I'm not proud of that. Thunder games, I think... Like I said, I feel like I'm in the same boat where I feel like the Thunder are just as good as the Lakers. Um, in the long haul, I think we'll probably slide into the playoffs and the Thunder is still sliding into like a number six spot if we keep up even at the pace we're at now. Still got 79 more games. You know, so I'm not jumping off the boat right now. Still got 79 games. It's just they just got to get a victory under their belts. They got this is the the Boston game is the second of a four game home swing, so they just got to get a victory. It's been we got swept by Boston last year. I think they beat us like four of the last five times. So we're just gonna have to uh, come out swinging tomorrow. Uh, Paul is gonna have to get it going. Russ is gonna have to set the tempo and just get it going from there. All right, that's why. Hey, that's a good one. Jay, you got a struggle face for the week, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The struggle face. Of the week, struggle face of the week is coming from college foot college football, and I'm glad this team finally lost the Ohio State Buckeyes because it goes back to the preseason with the whole thing with with Urban Meyer and the assistant coach who was getting nasty in the White House and he was hitting on his wife and all this stuff and he knew all this information and he didn't pass it on and he only got suspended for three games and I felt as if he should have been suspended for more games but Purdue you know it was a team that just uh, they put it on them in the fourth quarter you know it was, a, uh, it was like 20 to 6 and then Purdue just kept running up the score on uh, Ohio State but this is what irks me is that Ohio State only went down to like number 6 and that's the thing about it like these uh, the, the college football playoffs they have their favorites so if Alabama was to lose they probably would go down like 2 or 3 but Ohio State, they obviously want them to be still in the play for the playoffs, and they got to stay in the top seven. But the struggle face of the week goes to the Ohio State Buckeyes, who were blew out the water by the Purdue Boilermakers. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, who's ready with their uh, final cut? It's time to end the show, gentlemen. Hey, hit it, Jay. Back to Jay. Oh, it's on me. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, yesterday, um, I was looking for a blessing, and I didn't receive that blessing, you know. You know, I had my list together of things that I was going to get with my blessing, but my blessing did not come through. But you know what? When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So, darn it, I played the lottery again tonight. I played the lottery again tonight, so hopefully 
my blessing comes through for me. But you know, you you never give up on your blessings. You keep churning. You keep working hard. So one day that you can retire and be happy. And to the store. (laughs) (laughs) So like I say every week. Winners win and losers lose, and they all find a way to do what they do. It's your boy, Jay Rock, and I'm out. <laughs> man, I forgot. I just, man, I hate that. <laughs> it's too late now, man. They're about to announce it in about an hour. So anyway, uh, I've heard many people say that karma is a female dog. And it's true. Karma's real. I don't care what anyone says. It's biblical. You know, it's, it's the thing about... The, the, the seeds that you sow is what you end up getting. And what, what happened? Jay disappeared. Keep talking. Okay. I'm sorry, man. So, uh, karma's a real thing, man. You really got to be careful on how you treat people and and, how, and what kind of energy you have around yourself, man, because you treat people wrong and treat people less than, than, than they need to be treated, that stuff always comes back to you and it comes back ten times worse. So, as I always tell my family, my wife, my kids, always take the high road. Why? Because that's less karma that's going to come back on you. Sounds a little selfish, but ultimately, I think it helps uh, my family treat people better. You know what I mean? Uh, Karma is a female dog, but you ain't got to be a victim to that. Uh, Have some good energy around yourself. Treat people well. And that's the kind of karma that you want. With that being said, don't tell God about your big problems. Tell your problems you got a big God, and I'm out. All right, so um, this week, man, just go out there and understand that you are something special. You are made beautiful. I posted this earlier this week because it hit me when I was in the gym, and it just was like one of those moments that just sometimes God has a way of just taking your breath away as you spend, like, if you spend time in prayer. This moment hit me where it was just like, I, it just understanding that we are god's masterpiece that like he loves you you're uniquely beautiful who you are is something that is special and unique and love is that signature that he puts on this masterpiece and you've got love within you that you could easily just demonstrate and put on display for the rest of the world to know who you belong to so go out there and put love on display let everybody know who you belong to and let everybody know what you're about and remember hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that and we love you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the Barbershop 918. Check us out at www.thebarbershop918.com. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Anchor, Spotify. Yeah, I said Spotify. Uh, pretty much everywhere. If you uh, if you ain't found us, that means you ain't looking for us. And if you ain't looking for us, you're missing out. This is the best sports podcast on this very earth, the Barbershop 918. Recognize. Jay, I'm here. I'm here, man. I'm here. <laughs> Why y'all brothers keep freezing up, man? What's up? I don't know. Yeah, I gotta, don't know. Gotta yeah. do better. But that was a good show. All right. And we out. And we are out. Yay! Because I'm hungry. My wife keep calling me. That's why I kept freezing. I got to answer her call. What y'all eating? Nothing. She calling me right now. You better hear up and answer. For real. All right, all right, fellas. <laughs> he gonna get in trouble. He really is. He's gonna get beat down. He ain't gonna be able, I can't do next week's show. <laughs> I'm on punishment. <laughs> oh man, he disappeared. All right. All right. That's what I was waiting on. All right, we out. <laughs>
We 